0: Hello, Sally Lloyd Jones here, just popping on quickly before this episode to let you know about something exciting. Advent is nearly here. Well, yes, that is exciting. But the other exciting thing I have to tell you is we have a wonderful new Advent resource to share. It's called the Jesus Storybook Bible Advent Activity Book. It's sort of like an Advent calendar, except Sorry, no chocolates, but it's filled with other treats like games, crafts, recipes, songs, ornaments, activities for every day of Advent and a story to read from the Jesus Storybook Bible. So the Jesus Storybook Bible Advent Activity Book will take you and your family on a wonderful journey through the Bible, leading you from the beginning in Genesis all the way up to Christmas Day and the birth of God's promised rescuer. I hope you'll love it. It's available now, wherever you buy your books. Thank you.
1: The best way to convey, I think, the story of God's love towards us is through the story itself. I think through story, that's how we resonate and connect to things that are true and authentic.
0: Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's wonderful, never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Welcome to the show. Today, we're talking about stories and storytelling and the power of story and art. One of my favorite topics. And one of my favorite theologians, Eugene Peterson, once said, our lives are story shaped. Isn't that wonderful? Here is Eugene Peterson talking about how he came to understand that truth. At some point, I think it was in college, I realized that novels were important to me in what I guess you would call a spiritual sense. They shaped my imagination in a story form, so that I wasn't being flattened into statistical things, reductionistic. I realized at a point quite early that novelists and poets were important to me for spiritual reasons. That is, they kept the story alive and kept my attention to words alive. The poets in the use of words, primarily how words work. The novelist in terms of developing a narrative sense. The poets in their use of words, primarily how words work. The novelist in terms of developing a narrative sense. It's something you learn and relearn. In my early days as a pastor, I didn't tell stories. I had sermons that were packed with information like German sausages. And then I realized, these people I'm preaching to, They're not just empty barrels of ignorance that I have to fill up with facts. They're people. They are stories. I've got to learn to know them. This is the way the gospel comes. It comes in stories. It's not alien in their lives. It's in the very form in which they live their lives. I talk about story a lot, but I don't really mean telling stories. I mean inhabiting stories. So it's important to develop this narrative sense of life, which is the way the Bible is given to us. I need help to feed that, because we don't live in a storytelling world. We live in a list-making world. Our guest today believes in the power of creativity and story to help kids process their relationship with God. In fact, she's dedicated her life to immersive storytelling and has founded a whole company on it. Melina Luna-Smith has a background in social work and child development and an eye for design. She believes stories are a powerful way to reach the heart and to bring connection to youth, be it through word, music, visual media. What began as a week-long creative arts camp in New York City has expanded and evolved with a team of writers and artists to become Storymakers New York City. Molina's Storymakers website has this great tagline, spark faith through imagination. Melina gives us practical tips on staying engaged with teenagers, how to open up authentic conversations, how to guide with grace, and how to meet children and teens where they are. It's an empowering discussion you won't want to miss. So without further ado, please welcome my friend and now yours, Melina Luna-Smith.
1: Hey, I'm Mel, I'm the founder of Storymakers and the executive director, and I get to do all things creative around stories of the Bible. We created a organization that draws kids into God's big story. I'm originally from Arizona and I've been living in New York City for the last 17 years. I have two kids, a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old, Sophia and Henry, and my husband is a priest here in Manhattan, and we have been in ministry here for the last 17 exciting years. Our whole vision for Storymakers was to really ease You know formation experience with grown-ups and with kids and teens we wanted kids to really embody the story we want them to know that god is the ultimate story maker and they are story makers too and the way we do that is like through creativity and storytelling in 2006 my husband and i moved to new york city and he was called to be a priest at calvary st george's church which is in gramercy park right in the heart of manhattan And while we have been here, I started a kids ministry and we started a program called Creative Arts Camp, which is super immersive. Think about VBS, but embodied in a story with artists from New York City, building out incredible sets and retelling stories of the Bible, just super magical experience. We wanted to share that with more churches and grownups. And that's how we came to life. In 2018, I was on the board of Mockingbird Ministries and their publication house and their ministry. And so I came to them and I said, hey, guys, would you be interested in launching kids material curriculum? I have this idea. It's called Storymakers. It comes out of this camp and my experience in New York City with evangelism. And they said, sure, Mel, go ahead. I met with this creative couple and the Webers. Karen is a graphic designer and she also does film. And then her husband is an incredible illustrator and he also is a yo yo artist here in the city. It's really impressive. And so I got together with them. I cast this vision of Storymakers and they were like, yeah, let's like create this new world, Storymaker Land. And we began to like build out these stories. Reimagining these stories together feels almost like discipleship in some ways for ourselves. We always work hard to keep kids at the forefront and thinking about them with their own visual and emotional intelligence. Art always seems to be the back door to the heart, whether that's through music or visuals, even just creating quietly alongside someone, that always opens the door to connection. And that's really important for us as story makers. And so the way in which we build our resources is through visual language and creativity and ways for kids to process information that we hope that they're processing and thinking about issues of faith but not in a way that is super direct our intention is always to go grace forward with kids and teens I think positive intent is always key to engagement. I think that oftentimes we will create narratives in our minds about particular kids or particular parents or ourselves, and we'll get caught and stuck in that rut. And I think to always keep in mind that The grace-first approach is essential. It's how God sees us and how we engage with God. We are covered. We are seen as clean in Christ. And so when our kids come to us every time, our intention should always be to have a positive intent towards them and to impute grace towards them. We are always searching for the ways in which God offers us grace so that kids know that that's the relationship we have with God, that God is always at work to renew things. And, you know, even in the small things and in the big things, but he engages us in that way. And, you know, I think it's best to practice to have that mindset as we go forward with our kids and teens too, even if They have proven themselves to be difficult or have not produced the kind of behavioral outcomes that we've desired or wanted for them. When kids understand that God is in pursuit of them in the good, the bad, and the ugly, when they can connect to that, those moments. And then they can see that God did that for characters like Rahab, characters like Jacob, and when he was super jealous and not, you know, behaving properly or David. So I think that all of those stories, the Bible is really the key and the crown jewel in knowing how God moves in our lives and loves us and pursues us relentlessly. I think that teens are really looking for authentic adults who are ready to engage that aren't trying to be cool or trying to be their best friends, but you do need resources so that those conversations can happen with authenticity and ease and in a way that is meaningful for everyone involved. I would say if you want to engage with your kids and you want to engage with your teens around these conversations, it's Best practice to create spaces and meet kids and teens where they are, what they love to do. You know, and that may mean going to boba tea, or that may mean taking kids out for coffee, or those sorts of scenarios. If teens don't think that grown-ups want to be engaged with them around these conversations, then you know, there's less opportunity to lead and guide our kids as they are navigating so much. And with anxiety and depression on the rise, we want to be those people who are listening and praying and knowing really where the hearts of our kids and teens are. So stay engaged, tune into what your kids and teens are into, meet them where they are. The best way to convey, I think, the story of God's love is through the story itself through the Bible, through the redemptive narratives. Jesus Storybook Bible was so key in that for me personally and for the way that I have been communicating God's love to my kids and now who are teens. I think through story, that's how we resonate and connect to things that are true and authentic. God wrote, I love you. He wrote it in the sky and on the earth and under the sea. He wrote his message everywhere because God created everything in his world to reflect him like a mirror, to show us what he's like, to help us know him, to make our hearts sing. The way a kitten chases her tail, the way red poppies grow wild, the way a dolphin swims, and God put it into words too and wrote it in a book called The Bible. I love this passage so much because I think it really connects directly to the creativity and beauty that God inhabits and has shared with us. And I think that we as humans, when we get to connect to that beauty and creativity, those are the messages in the world that say, I love you. I wrote it in the sky. I wrote it on the earth and under the sea. This message is everywhere. And I think that if we can um, help our kids to see that and connect to that reality, then they can be encouraged in their faith as they grow and they can know and see and discover and have curiosity about how God is everywhere and moving through his creation so that we can be together and not be disconnected.
0: You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit sally at sallylloyd-jones.com and follow her on Instagram at sallylloydjones and at jesus underscore storybook underscore bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love.